What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel of Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. Thank you for your support. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Today, I have my good friend, Cheyenne Contreras. She has been on uh, before. The last episode she did was too tired for dumb shit, and that was a blast. And, so much fun. Uh, I totally agree with her. I'm too tired. This girl's too tired for dumb shit too. But today we are actually going to be talking about something a little bit more serious. We are going to be zeroing in on the COVID-19 crisis. Uh, Cheyenne is going to school to become a nurse. So this is a very important topic to talk about right now. We're going to both talk about our views. You know, we have a kind of a game plan of what we're going to, to touch on. Um, and we hope that you send us comments or questions that you may have afterwards. So Cheyenne, why don't you go ahead and like reintroduce yourself to everyone again and just a little bit about your background and, um, and how we're coming about to talking about this. Yeah. So, hey guys, uh, good to be here again. I'm so excited to be filming this again. The last one was just a voice recording. So this is really cool that we get to do the video and it's a much more creative aspect. I'm loving it. But if you did not meet me the last time, my name is Cheyenne. I am 25. I'm a single mom. Um, I'm going to school to be a nurse. I actually start my nursing program in September. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I also battle with Crohn's disease, which is something that we had touched on in the last video. So if you want a little bit more information about that, go check out Too Tired for Dumb Shit. But anyway, that's just a little preview. Um, I thought this would be a really interesting topic to discuss with you just because it's so prevalent right now. Obviously, everyone's in a pandemic. Everything is shut down. It's affecting millions and millions of lives. I mean, what about you? Like, what's your work life like now that this has happened? So I've been quarantined now. It's going on the fourth week, which is fine. Like working from home. I mean, I've worked from home before, but that's like you strive with that too. So yeah, I don't, it doesn't bother me because I have, you know, I'm lucky enough to live in a fairly spacious environment and I have my pets. So it may, it doesn't really, I don't really feel it. You know, the only thing that does affect me is not being able to go to the gym. Um, I do go to the grocery store. I'm not freaking out about being out, out around pe yeah. people. I'm mindful of, I've always been mindful of my surroundings, you know, regardless. So yeah, I've just, I've always been mindful of being out in public regardless. If somebody gets too close to me, I'm just like, excuse me. <laughs> six feet, please. <laughs> like, I, I mean, not six feet, but like, why are you getting so close? Don't be getting yeah. in my personal space. Like, you know, right. you, we aren't a couple. Like, I don't know you. <laughs> like, don't <stay> <laughs> So, um, but other than that, like I really haven't, and we talked about this, um, the, the other day, I haven't really, I'm saying positive and yeah. I do, I do feel the heaviness with this, but I, it's not affecting me. Like I think a lot of other people. Yeah, I agree. Um, I do think that this is, you know, obviously something we haven't seen before, um, However, I have some views. I think that the media is hyping this up a little bit. I think there's a lot of holes in the story. I think there's a lot of holes in the research. Um, people are coming forward, you know, saying things that completely discredit what like the media is telling us. So it's just kind of a really, really weird time. Um, like you said, I'm being so mindful. Uh, I do have an autoimmune disease. Um, I am on immune suppressant. So technically, I fall into that category of someone that could potentially die from this disease. However, which is so interesting is my mom and I have been in contact with the COVID hotline. We've been in contact with multiple hospitals around the area and speaking with physicians and whatnot. And um, they want us to actually go in for testing because they believe that we already had this before they knew it was active in the United States, uh, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you. I think you had a great platform. We can talk about this, Absolutely. maybe raise a little bit more awareness. Um, but actually, they think that I came down with this in the end of November. 
So in the end of November, uh, Wuhan was having their outbreak, but we didn't know how bad it was. We didn't really know what was going on. So it doesn't make sense for Wuhan to have an outbreak, but yet I caught it here in the United States. Um, and I was sick for a couple weeks. I had reoccurring fevers. I had a really bad sore throat. It turned into a sinus infection and pneumonia for me. So I was pretty sick, but I wasn't like on my deathbed. I was still able to do most of my normal activities. I was still keeping up with my homework and stuff like that. So it wasn't like I was not rearing to go to the hospital or anything like that. I was able to take care of myself and still do most of my daily activities. There was a couple days where I was pretty tired and down and laying in bed. But, and then you said that you think you had this in January. Yeah. And so in January, I started my new job that I have now, which I absolutely love. <clears throat> I work for Career Builder, which is a tech company. Um, and I, when I started, they had flown other people in from different areas in the country. One of the girls that was flown in was, came from ATL. And uh, the Atlanta airport is one of the largest airports in the United States. So there's yeah. a lot of people coming and going in that out of that that space right so she sat like right next to me and was coughing on me like during this training my training was fun <laughs> my training yes my training was two weeks long so it was like not the first couple days that she sat next to me because we had moved around a little bit it was probably like into the middle of the first week that she had like sat by me and i was like she was coughing on me and so after i got out of training like into that third week so almost exactly two weeks I got really sick and I like, I had, I had no energy, zero, zero energy. Like I finally went to the doctor at, at around like the fifth day and they prescribed me, um, and not antibiotics because I wouldn't, I didn't want to take them. Uh, yeah. they prescribed me a steroid, which, um, you know, whatever, it kind of helps with inflammation and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I had heart, I had heart shortness of breath, which is, and you know me, I'm in great shape. So for, oh, yeah. I have short when, so for being in the shape that I am, one thing is off with my physical, like, like my physical well being. Like it's, it's like, Whoa, like, I'm like, mm -hmm. Oh, what the hell is happening here? So it was, I was so tired. Like I slept, I mean, I just slept for like four days. And then the fifth day I went to the doctor, got the steroid and that helped make it better. But it took me almost a good two weeks to recover. And for me, I don't really ever get sick. I mean, I get allergies, like, you know, and a little, maybe a little cold here and there, but that was like, I like, this is weird. Like, that's what I thought yeah. to myself. I and remember it, talking to you because yeah. so I've known you for four or five years and you've never yeah. been sick in like the four or five years that I've known you. So for you to be like, I'm in bed, I have fevers, I feel miserable was yeah. just so weird because you are so healthy. So so, and I didn't even pay attention. Like I don't watch the news. So I didn't even know I don't either. this whole epidemic was going on in China first. So like now after like all this has come out and they're saying that the incubation period is two weeks, I'm like, and they're telling like the, the symptoms. I'm like, wait a second. That sounds like I had this in January. Yeah. And so I felt like it was almost going to be like pneumonia or bronchitis. So what going through it, yeah, it sucked. Nobody wants to get sick, but it wasn't debil de like to the point where I felt like I was going to die at all. And that's exactly how I felt, which, you know, for me being someone who is on an immune suppressant, according to CDC and who I should not have lived through that. You know what I mean? I should have been hospitalized. I should have been on a ventilator. I should have been like really struggling for my life. And that was not the case. They did put me on antibiotics. They, the antibiotics did nothing for me. Um, luckily I had some, uh, prednisone left over from, okay. you know, my Crohn's disease flare ups and I had enough to take a full dose for a week. And I was like, well, 
I know this boosts my immune system. I know that it'll help with inflammation. Sure. I'm just going to start taking these. So I did kind of self-medicate. Um, but but, that, I have but that's what they gave me though. Yeah, I have experience with the drug. I've had to use it several cor- uh, several times over the course of me having Crohn's disease anyway. So it's I know how to use the drug in a safe manner. And I also had an inhaler. So I did use my inhaler a couple times because I had the shortness of breath and tightness in my lungs as well. Um, and the steroids helped considerably more than the uh, antibiotics did. That is so interesting because that's what they prescribed me. So I have a fr- so one of the guys on my team, he said that his friend who lives like right over the border in Indiana has had it, had, tested positive for it. And I asked him when he told us this on our, on our team calls, because we do this for our, our team meetings, mm-hmm. I'm like, what did they prescribe him? He's like, oh, I didn't ask him that. I'm like, I would just really like to know. So if, if he's like, if he tested, just because people are testing positive doesn't necessarily mean that they're all in a deathbed. It just right. means that they went in, they were feeling a little sick and they got tested for it because they had the symptoms. That does not mean that they're all in the hospital right now. Exactly. Well, and here's the other thing that's interesting too, is you can test positive and not actually have had it. You mm-hmm. just have the antibodies for it. And um, there's some like news stories that have been coming out and like things that have happened where, um, with just within the last couple of days where there was a guy who died in a car accident, but he tested positive for COVID antibodies and they labeled that death from COVID. And then they did it again with someone who was in a gang fight and got shot and unfortunately passed away. He tested positive for the antibodies. They labeled that as a death from COVID. So it's like, are these people that is dying? Bizarre. It's super bizarre, which is why I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist. So for everyone who doesn't know me, <laughs> I find these things interesting. And when there are so many holes in the research and there's so many holes in the stories and things don't match up and the like research doesn't match up with, you know, other things that we do know about this. It's just, it's kind of weird. It's like, what's really, what's really yeah. going on here? Yeah. Um, so well, speaking of that, so you're talking about the antibodies. So you and your mother are in contact with the COVID-19 team here, like in the local, local hospital area, and you are yes. going to be going in for an antibody test. So, um, we did hear back from them. They actually do not have the antibody test available for about another two weeks here in Illinois, but my son and my mom got really sick right after Christmas. So I got sick in November. No one else in the house got that. Um, it was, it was just, was contained with me. And then my mom and my son got it almost two months later, like in January around the same time that you were sick and they were pretty sick for about six weeks. I mean, I went with them to multiple doctor's appointments. I, they were tested for strep, flu, mono, um, all sorts of different things. Uh, and everything came back negative. So it was like, they were like, we don't know what's wrong with you. We don't know what's going on. Um, and they were sick and they were on antibiotics and the antibiotics didn't help. And, um, you know, they had the fevers and stuff like that. They made a full recovery. They're doing great. Still kicking feisty as ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <but> like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So my mom called and they were like, you know what? It actually sounds like he probably had it. And then she started talking about me and the symptoms that I had. And they said, it sounds like your daughter had it too. Uh, we really want you guys to come in for this antibody testing as soon as it's available. So my idea is I really wanted to vlog it. And I mean, you should get tested too. So we should actually probably yeah. all go in, do the testing. Um, and document that and figure out like what the res- where the research is going and what the findings are. And there's also talk about them using the people who have the antibodies and doing blood transfusions for people who are really, really sick with this, like yeah. elderly people or people who do have um, disabilities, autoimmune disorders and stuff like that, who are going to be the most affected by this disease. Um, but it's interesting because it does present like the flu with the symptoms of pneumonia. So yeah. 
kind of a double whammy, which is probably why it is hitting the older generation like so much more. Um, are you so? I still so the flu has still killed more people than this has so far. This oh, year. so has SARS, so has MERS, so has um, Ebola. That's the other thing too. That's so weird. Is that we've had these other awful things that have come about, and we didn't have a pandemic where everything closed down. <sighs> I, yeah, I don't even know how to respond to that because I, I mean, I definitely have my own views on this whole thing. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it just seems, I feel like, like you said before, the media has really turned this into something super crazy. Oh yeah. And, um, and I feel like people's response, like just, I know that you're not on social media, but I am. And just the people's response to this is just another thing to just to just to talk about to perpetuate the drama you know what i mean instead of actually looking at the facts just stay calm okay so the the whole purpose of us being quarantined right now is so that the the hospitals don't get overrun right Right. they don't get old and like that's really the purpose of it so all these people are testing positive doesn't necessarily mean that they're all in the hospital yes there is new york has been hit hard they've seen Mm -hmm. a lot of deaths from this they i mean it's it's bad there and it's supposed to get worse in the next week and a half, like across the United States. Yeah. But just because people are testing positive doesn't mean that they're there. But we're, we're also doing this to prevent this from like spiking even more than what it already is. So if we were, if we had tested positive, like, okay, we tested positive. Now we're just going to go home and we're going to rest. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, well, and I understand wanting to slow the spread, but my concern too is, you know, they think that this might die off when it gets warmer. Not but going. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, what happens when it starts to get cold out? Are we going to see this all over again? Are we going to go into another pandemic? You know, it's like. It's a virus. It's here to yeah. stay. It there's is no way. Stay. There's no way you're going to kill this off. Yeah. And so then the can- other interesting thing about it too, is they're saying that it's from the bats, certain bats in China, but the bats that are in Wuhan are not bats that carry that virus. The bats that actually carry that virus are considerably way more south in the continent than there. And also there would need to be like a, um, what, like a pathway for it. So like the bats in the south that do carry a coronavirus, it has to mutate onto another animal before humans could actually get it. So there, like, there needs to be like a middleman, and we're not finding that, which is also what's so weird. Hmm. I did not hear that part. Yeah, that was just released within the last forty-eight hours, I believe. So I, I did hear like the the reason why this this the, all like so flu, SARS, all that like H one N one. That's all. They're all coronaviruses. It's yes. Different strains, and they well, all they all act the same way when it enters our bodies and gets into our cells and creates us to, to get sick. Right. Mm-hmm. But the difference with this one is that it is, it has an animal virus and has a human virus. So what you said it was, there was a virus, the, the, the animal, the bat was sick mm-hmm. and then it, then it transferred to a human, that human was sick. And so then that created the coronavirus, this COVID-19 that now has spread and is, is something that our bodies don't, not all, like not all bodies, but most people's bodies don't know how to fight off. And, it, right. and so there's, so you're fighting two different types of viruses, one an animal and one human that when it gets into the cell, it breaks off and it's and our bodies don't know how to fight it off. So well, that's new. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, of course, most people aren't going to have antibodies to it yet. Um, something else that is interesting with this 
is that I believe it does have some HIV properties to it, which then has made people think that this is man-made. That's what my mom says. Yeah. My mom says this is man-made. Which is really, and I kind of believe that too. I think it's really sick and disgusting that someone would make something like this and cause the entire world to suffer from it. But I don't know. It's just, it's so weird. It's such a crazy topic right now. Where did you hear that it has some HIV properties? Um, I've read several reports about it. I've heard it from several different doctors too. I had some physicians that came into my work the last day that we were open. For those of you that don't know, I'm a server. I work with the public. So, um, and they said that, you know, they said some interesting things, actually. They were super nice women. There was three of them. And they said, this is not from what we're seeing at the hospitals. This is not as dangerous as the media is making this out to be. The flu can be more dangerous. Pneumonia can be more dangerous. Most people will recover from this. They also said that it does have some properties of HIV to it, which raises questions as to, is this virus going to stay dormant in the body and then reoccur if someone catches it? Um, Oh, that's interesting. I haven't heard that. Which makes it seem like it is man-made because a coronavirus would not normally have properties of HIV. Um, so that's where it's like, there is this conflicting research of what it actually is. Where did it actually come from? What is it actually going to do to the body? Um, but then another thing too, is these numbers are so skewed because you never have everyone rushing to go get tested for a flu. You never have everyone rushing to go and get tested for strep, but right now everyone is rushing to go and get tested for this. So these numbers are so high because everyone's getting tested. If everyone was going to get tested for the flu, the numbers would be astronomically high. Yeah, that's true. And then also too, I mean, these viruses live on our body all the time. Herpes lives on our body constantly. Uh, HIV, staph infections live on our skin constantly. We only catch these types of things when our immune system's really down. But for the most part, a normal healthy body is able to fight these types of things off. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's so important to like, you know, to take care of your your health and take care of yourself. Self. Yeah. So absolutely. What so I'm actually looking forward to us vlogging this. I am totally down to do the antibody test because I I would like to know if if like I had it and if I have the antibodies because I that was something I never felt before and I was like, This mm-hmm. is weird. Yeah. Um you know, but I also like, I mean, it would make sense because here's somebody that flew in from, from ATL from out of state was coughing all over me. I sat like right next to her. I was in a, a new environment and I was traveling to the city every day. And plus it was cold, very, very cold in the room I was sitting. So yeah. Okay. I was, my, my immune system was, was challenged at the time because it's mm-hmm. going through all these new things. You know what I mean? Like when you're in a new environment, I really feel like you know, that's, you're susceptible to getting sick because you are just in a, you know, when you start a new job, most people get sick because yeah, you're in a new, you're new, stressed, you're in a new environment, you're around new people, new germs, like kids, like, you know, little kids, oh, yeah. when they start school, all the newness. Oh yeah. All the newness. And then they bring it home and everyone gets it. Oh yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> same type of thing. Same type of thing. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see like, like I'm definitely, I think we should vlog it. I actually might see if, if Warren can record it for us. Well, I'll hire yeah. him and he can follow us around, like just a bit like videoing us and filming us for the day. Mm-hmm. And hopefully whoever um, the phys- physician is will want to be like on camera because that would be cool. Yeah. So um, here are some ideas and I'm just going to throw them out there. Everyone else can listen to yeah. let us know what you think. If you like this plan, I'd love to hear the feedback on that. But 
kind of how my vision with this is I want to interview several different positions. My mom has a client whose wife is a general practitioner in the area. She is local. Um, I would love to go and interview her. And that's why I want to start off this documentary, interviewing different people, people who have had it, people who are in the industry that do work around this disease. And I want to compile those interviews in the beginning and like have like this intro of all these different people speaking about COVID before we actually go into us going to um, getting tested. And I want to like interview her and be like, so what are you seeing with this? So my mom was actually talking to her husband and they again, are another one in the area that believes that this is not as dangerous as what the media is portraying. They think that, you know, while if you are older or you do have, um, you know, immune disorders, you should protect yourself. You should take extra precautions, wash your hands, don't share drinks with anyone, don't share food, stuff like that. But that they're not seeing it to be as detrimental to people's lives here in the United States um, and here in Kane County as what the media is saying. Yeah. Um, also, fun fact, CNBC released footage of Italy's hospitals uh, about three days ago and had to retract that because they were trying to pass it as New York hospitals. And that was not the case. Yeah. So there's that's what I said. Like, it's interesting. There's been these things that continually pop up where it's false information and they have to retract it. Like there was an 11 month old baby that passed away from COVID. No, she did not. They just had to retract that statement yesterday. That's bothersome, though. It is bothersome. Even though though our right to, like, you know, the media falls under what's the Fifth Amendment, we have the right, you know, right to speech, free speech Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. That's just, I feel like that's a a blatant abuse of free speech. I agree. I really do. Um, You know, I think that society was thrown this curveball. I think we're all handling it the best that they can. You know, most people really are taking the social distancing seriously. I mean, you and I are doing a Zoom conference in order to get this done. So, you know, I think that a majority of people really are taking this seriously. The ones that are not taking this seriously really need to get on board. <laughs> and we'll, we'll all get through this. But I think that the documentary would be really cool about the findings and the research and, you know, what people's opinions are of this, you know, what, like, I would love to be able to interview and I don't know if we'll ever be able to get this footage, but interview family members or the family members of people who did pass away and their deaths were labeled as COVID-19, even though that wasn't their cause of death um, and talk to them and see like what their feelings are. And I don't know if we'll be able to get that footage. I think it would be really cool. I think that we that could. It would just be a very sensitive thing to do. It really would. It would no. be really sensitive. I mean, the, I mean, I think that it would have to be a, a maybe a longer process of filming to get that because it, but I think that's a great idea. I love it. I'm on board. I would love to get it from all angles, you know? I mean, even if we could talk to people who like, you know, you know, do find this really serious and they're like, no, like my experience with this is what the media is telling. I would love to get all angles of it just to get it out there. You know, it's such a hot topic. And while the news is covering it, I don't see any average person covering it, like, you know, utilizing resources in order to get certain information. Um, And if we, we, if we do have the opportunity to go and get tested and, our antibodies being used to help others. I think that would be great. I'm so on board with that. I would love to do it. Um, Anything to help the people that are suffering with this too. I totally agree. And also to give people some great content to watch. Yes, with your beautiful face. (laughs) And yours too. Oh, geez. I feel it's been a long day already, but um, well, Cheyenne, I, I, we talked about everything that we want to talk about and I'm looking forward to us doing, doing the vlogs and me too. uh, 
um, definitely we'll have you on again as always. Love talking with you. Um, yeah, I love being on here. So yeah. anytime, you just it, let me know. Of course, it's so much fun. Hopefully, the next subject, next thing we talk about is more positive. Yeah, lighter, positive. After fun. all this blows over, because yeah. this has been an interesting experience. Like I, I mean, I, I, I know that my sisters had a really hard time. My aunts had a hard time. We did our daily devotional. I'm recording daily devotionals, and I'm, I'm putting them on my. Love channel. that. Um, but my aunt was. She started crying. She said that she was. She's. You know, she's feeling panicked. And I I hate to see that. And it's like, we're, what we're doing right now is precautionary. Yeah. And it's, it's like, if you were to look at, I mean, did you see the video, the the video of all the hospital beds set up in McCormick, McCormick McCormick place? I did. Yeah. So that we're preparing to be able to take on more people if this does spread like that. So, you know, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't support that many people at the hospitals. No, not enough beds. So really us staying home is so, so that if people do get sick, that they're able to get the care that they need. Right. Which I, you know, I understand and I agree with, I mean, it sucks in some aspects that we're not able to maintain our normal lives, but hopefully very soon we'll, they'll revisit this like three, April 30th. Yeah. But. Three, three more weeks, three more weeks, or four more weeks. Fingers crossed. Yes. Fingers crossed. All right. I'm well, going I, thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. I lo- Thank you I so love much you for having dearly. me. You're gorgeous. And this was, love you. I'm looking forward to our sequel, our, like the next part to this, because it'll be interesting how that plays out. And then the next time that we actually do a podcast podcast, not the, the vlog and the documentary, we'll talk about something more positive. Of course. I would love to, because we're crazy and we're funny. And I feel like we don't get to showcase that with this scenario, but I think it's something that needed to be covered too. So absolutely. Um, but anyways, guys, we're going to wrap it up. This is Deanna Kempel, your host of Label Free Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. To live your best life, you must live label free. Label free. Yeah. Please subscribe, <laughs> like, comment, and share. And we will see you next time.